Hello, Michelle. How are you looking? Hello, (laughs) Geordie. I'm looking good. Not really. I I think you are looking good. Oh, well, actually, I'm sitting here in my uh, white robe. Now, I know why you're in a white robe, because I rang you earlier and your fiancé picked up. (laughs) And he said to me, I said, why are you answering? Is she in the toilet? And he said, oh, she's been to the toilet. She's just cleaning herself. (laughs) But I figured out pretty quickly he meant that it's because you're in the shower. I was in the shower. I wasn't cleaning myself english oh isn't my his God. first language but no, but he's very good he's, he's very, very good, good. he's yes. very good to oh, be honest i did him. lead him up the garden path a little bit with the um, <laughs> the poo path yeah 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 <laughs> cleaning myself so you know this, technically what? that's correct yes you I were cleaning, cleaning yourself <laughs> having just been to the toilet not just the bot bot <laughs> the whole body whole body this right. week michelle here, welcome to listen First of all, let's just say welcome to our listeners because we're getting a few more listeners. There's now three that I know of. <laughs> hello, hello, and hello to all hello three to of you. Hello to each and every one of you lovely yeah. people who are yeah. sticking with us. <laughs> I'm Geordie. I'm Michelle. And together we are, well, you are, eavesdropping. Eavesdropping. On our conversation, Indeed. which could be about anything, but you're in luck if you like the supernatural, the... Super random, super normal. Or the super normal. Yeah. Um, I keep forgetting what those other two things are. I know. Because they're, they're sup- they are both super random. It's super all super. Random. It's pretty super in general. But super. you're in luck because this week we're going to talk about apparitions. Yes, we are. And honestly, I mean, I know we were talking um, before, Geordie, and you had asked me, well, what's, what's the difference between, what is an apparition and what's the difference between that and a ghost? And yeah. I was like, don't know so I've done a little googling not too much but uh so an an apparition is a ghost or ghost-like image of a person but to me that sounds just like a ghost right yeah so then I did did a little more digging and actually I found another definition can't remember where from that says the difference between a ghost and an apparition uh, when used as a noun and I had to really like remember what a noun is oh I'm going to sleep Michelle (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, audience of three. <laughs> no, go on. Continue with our English lesson. It means an act of becoming visible. So an okay. apparition is an act of becoming visible, whereas ghost means the spirit. Okay. There so I go. wonder how, to the naked eye, you would tell the difference. But I guess, you know, we'll talk about that today. Well, well I think a ghost, if it's the spirit of something then it's not going to be, say, uh, a television. Because a television doesn't have a spirit. Okay. It would, but you could have an apparition of a, of a television. Right, so it could be an anim, inanimate, inanimate object. Inanimate object, okay. yes. Do you know, Michelle, before we get into this conversation, though, I do think we need to make a few um, errata notices about last oh week's God. Yes. extra <laughs> droppings. <laughs> We yeah. made a few claims uh, that may outrageous have claims. Outrageous. So we need to apologise. First, I'd like to apologise on behalf of my husband. He does no longer. He no longer has in his possession a human skull, and it may not have ever been a human skull. It was. It was. <laughs> but it's gone now. In case he gets <gasps> into God. trouble. Thank God. And I have to also say, um, never took ashes through customs. 
No. no. You were just making a good funny story there, weren't you, Michelle? Yeah, just comedic value. No, never happened. And also... Um, Body Worlds is the name of the exhibition that I went to where they were stretching out human bodies and putting dead bodies with no skin on horses and things just for entertainment value. And the man's name was Dr. Gunter von Hagen. (laughs) And um, he may not necessarily have used the bodies of homeless people. I think that's a terrible rumour that was started in the press some years ago. In actual fact, I think they were dedicated to bodies that were dedicated to science. Donated? that donated to science. <laughs> they were dedicating themselves. <laughs> yes, they dedicated to themselves to the science of... Because yeah. you they can did. see tattoos and all sorts of things. It's mental, so they were that real exhibition. People. Yeah, they were real people. He, the room, the rooms were filled with dead people, oh, bodies, Why cadavers. Go? Why would because you it's interesting. Oh. It's, it's science. Um, I went. I paid good money for it too. It's expensive. And you walk around and you see... Um, like the the nervous system of a chicken just suspended. That was the most fascinating. And then you see like a man with no skin and all these tendons and muscles on a horse, which is also equally skinned. You've seen this pictures. No, I of this. haven't. I haven't because because you forgot. Know. You probably saw it and forgot. Uh, <laughs> like you've got the goldfish, <laughs> goldfish memory. No, I did. I probably wouldn't have gone to see that. I was probably seeing some artsy fartsy you know collage exhibition instead of a that collage exhibition collage exhibition <laughs> <laughs> i actually went to a collage exhibition with my friend mm. hugh huey oh okay yeah really well i think is that oh no and also joe dante isn't isn't a nobody as you may have insinuated <laughs> he's a very famous director of such big hitting films as gremlins very big hitting big hitting so that's it for our important apologies. work oh, what about jen Oh God! <laughs> Did we I upset thought... Jen by insinuating that she left four children alone to watch horror films while she was at bingo? <laughs> Do you know what I thought I was going to get another not. zippet emoji from her? I don't no. want to upset you, Jen. No, no, no zippet emojis. I got a thumbs oh. up. Oh, good. Yes, a thumbs up, and I also uh, got a little anecdote about. Basically, she thinks my brother is Damien Omen. He thinks. Okay, that's news. That's news. She thinks that he's the devil. That he is basically the devil. His middle name is Damien. He was a devilish child. You joined the was dots. He born, was he born on or around 1973, Michelle? Because he was born in 1966 on the 6th of the 6th. No, he wasn't oh. really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you believe... <laughs> well, no, I thought because the film might have come out. It was actually came out a bit later. It was 79 or something, I think, when it came no out. No idea. No idea. Who knows? You don't know how old your brother is. Who no knows? idea. But, that's um, something else you've forgotten. That's true. Erased. But no, Jen was fine. Jen was fine. She's Good. And she said to me, and Geordie hit the nail on the head. I did used to go out on to the back veranda and smoke ciggies. It was my <laughs> lifeline. So <laughs> well done. Jen, I'm a mum too. I know exactly how it feels. Yeah. I don't have the fags anymore, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to do what you got to do. <laughs> you just get have that nice glass of wine instead. Dark and stormy. Oh, I love a dark and stormy. I like a dark and stormy these days. Me too. I love a little rum. I had a I had a bloody mary at lunchtime yesterday. Oh, that's nice. I had gin and tonics. Did made you? Yeah, well, Andreas, he's such a little fancy bitch. He made me these uh, <laughs> gin and tonic with very fancy gin. So, yeah. I don't even have to course, ask. He just brings them in. Everything's fancy in your world, though, Michelle. I know. I know. What can I Living say? Living a fancy life <laughs> in your robe. <laughs> in the Swiss Alps. Well, I went skiing yesterday. That's pretty oh. fancy. But yeah. beautiful. What did I do? 
I think I did an Ocado order. Yes, there you go. Very yeah. fancy life. Ripping it up. Okay, so let's talk about apparitions then. Yes, well, now that I gave you a very boring explanation of uh, <laughs> the difference <laughs> between a ghost and apparition, um, first of all, I, full confession, I've never seen one, never seen a ghost, okay. never seen an apparition. Something I've always wished for. I, you know, I feel like if you've seen one, you're a little bit special. I'm not very mm. special. I wonder if you have seen one and you just didn't realise it. Maybe your mind explained it away in a different way. Because in that moment, you can be really shocked and not know. I, I did tell you this, but I'm going to tell you again, um, that I did see once. And I feel like I've had a few things like this. But I remember I was having an afternoon nap. But I looked over and saw on there was a little table and chairs next to my window in my bedroom. This is when I lived in Peckham. I looked over and saw two little tartan clad legs swinging and I could hear the pages of a little book being turned. And I just knew it was my son who um, had those trousers when he was about four or five. But then I realized, hang on, he's at school. He's 10. He hasn't got those trousers anymore. Who the fuck is sitting there swinging their little I just thought, I don't want to see the face. I don't want to see the face. And I could hear myself breathing. I had my eyes open. I was looking. Really? I thought, eyes Who the open? fuck is this? Did my eyes were open. I saw this. But did you I see the whole it. body or just the legs? I saw, like, I could just see from where my bed was angled to the chair, from the table down. So the little waist, the little body, the little legs swinging. I just knew it was my son yeah. with his legs swinging and turning the pages of a book. And I thought, what's he doing there? And then I realized, hang on, he's not that old anymore. This is like five years ago oh my god it was very confusing yeah but yeah. did you feel scared yes i could hear myself breathing strangely trying to wake myself up but i've had quite a few experiences like that so i think that's probably something for another podcast yeah i think so too i think so too that sounds kind of creepy mm -hmm. but did it when he came home from school did he say oh mom you know read some amazing i came book. to visit you today <laughs> <laughs> through the ether no I think we left it at that yeah but you know actually saying that about him he, we were very tight I was a single parent when I was raising him he's very old now um <laughs> very old <laughs> he's old I'm not he and I used to have a bit of a connection anyway because I remember once sitting on a bus and there was a very handsome older gentleman came and sat down next to or near us and I remember thinking, oh, what a handsome older chap. You know, I was like in my 20s or whatever at the time. So old was, he was probably only about 45. <laughs> but my son turned to me and, and looked at me and said, mommy, what does handsome mean? And I was like, oh, my God, did I say that out loud? <gasps> did I just sit there in front of that man and say, oh, what a <laughs> handsome chap? No, I didn't. I, I said, where did that come from? He said, I don't know. Reading said, your mind. He fucking read my mind. Oh, my God. Spooky little shit. I wonder what else he knew that you didn't know he knew. <laughs> I don't know. But he's forgotten. Oh, yeah, of course. Like you. Yeah. <laughs> Always. So, yeah, ghost apparition. We're talking about apparitions today. And the reason being is because a friend of yours has actually had quite an interesting experience. Is that right? Yeah. And, you know, he sent me this story because uh, we did a little shout out on Facebook just to friends when we were first doing this, you know, idea for the podcast. And <laughs> remarkably, actually, quite a few people responded. And Ben was one of them. And Ben and I went to school together uh, in college. And for anyone who doesn't really know what college is, it's 
after it's a place where you go to school to learn <laughs> oh god for those of you who don't know <laughs> what a school is or a college no Michelle. no but it's true because i don't think they have a college system here in the uk well it's called a level it is yeah but i don't know what do. a level is what the o level What's A level? That's year ten. That's like it's um it's like the moderator school moderator moderator or school certificate that you do in Australia. Although that's probably different because I haven't lived in Australia for thirty years, so I don't know what they do these days. Well, okay. Well, back in the day, we had college, and that was where you went to a whole separate school. Yes, they do that here. You. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yes, so we did a little Facebook shout out and lots of friends responded. And actually, my friend Ben, who we went to school together, uh, responded with this story. And it was really fantastic because you never know who's going to reply to these kinds of things. And uh, we'd lost touch for many years and then reconnected on Facebook. Yeah, I was thrilled that he could send me this fantastic story. So I will, first of all, start by... (laughs) Have you lost Uh, your page, Michelle? (laughs) Yes, I have. Oh, my God. I was trying to to fake that, but it didn't work. Right, so here we go. Uh, He starts off saying, I suppose that before I relate my little story, I should try to situate my attitude towards paranormal phenomena generally. I could discuss my thoughts on the subject for days, but perhaps the quickest way to explain my position is that I find credulous crystal fondling hippies to be deluded and annoying. And I also find the people who I describe as the Dawkins Brigade, comma, uh, not comma, (laughs) uh, (laughs) bracket, bracket, I can't even get my punctuation right. Are you going to go like this all the way through, comma, full stop, exclamation mark. (laughs) Well, I... Maybe. You're in for a treat. (laughs) Buckle up, guys. Um, He puts in brackets uh, the new wave of crusading rational materialists. So uh, that's in relation to Dawkins. Richard Dawkins? And here he's referring... Yeah, Richard Dawkins. Who is the famous guy that that doubts Christianity and he's an atheist. My husband loves him. Yeah. Well, not loves him. He likes to listen to... uh, I think there's a great debate, actually, with... There's some debates on that you can see on the the YouTube or something. Um, <laughs> the YouTube on the <laughs> with I think Stephen Fry and Richard Dawkins. Yeah, but he's been really slammed oh, yeah, in recent slammed, years yeah. as being a little bit outdated, and I think he was quite controversial when he first came, you know, bursting onto the scene as kind of a bit of a evolutionary biologist mm-hmm. with you know philosophical leanings, and of course he's against like creationism and intelligent design and really anyone who thinks about that stuff uh-huh. really is i mean intelligent design really anyway sorry to anyone who what? believes in that uh what's intelligent design like creationism that someone that that god I mean, god, crea- god intelligently that. designed right. everything okay uh yeah so anyway no go not going to go there no move on ben but what's yeah so that's richard dawkins and Ben says he finds the Dawkins Brigade deluded and annoying. And then he says, I guess that makes me some kind of centrist. So. Okay. Or fence sitter. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Ben. I don't even know you. You're not going to now. Um, So he says here, I think that when we are trying to navigate the bewildering complexity of human experience, 
The scientific method is indispensable and should be our touchstone. But I also think that the idea that reality can be contained and explained by any human thought system is patently absurd. I think he's got a point. Okay. We don't know everything. No, we don't. How can we know everything? Exactly. So there you go. There you go. He goes on. I don't have any opinion about the meaning of this anecdote. It's a complete outlier in my life experience and I've always resisted drawing any conclusions from it or even talking about it. Till now. Until now. So we're lucky. Yes. We are lucky. He's dug deep into his memory (laughs) palace and brought this little gem out. Can't wait to hear it. Uh, Get ready. He says there is a ready available, readily, my God, ready meal. There is a readily available materialist explanation for what I saw. And I will outline that after I relate the anecdote. But it's an explanation that for me falls short of reconciling the experience. Here we go. Hit me. I grew up in Canberra. Not me, but I did. Yeah. He did. Okay, yes. we're talking in Ben's voice here. We are in Ben's voice. Yeah. He says, I grew up in Canberra, the capital city of Australia. It's perhaps worth mentioning that Canberra has a very interesting relationship with the occult that goes back to its conception as a design city. So for anyone who doesn't know, Canberra is probably the most planned city in the world. Uh-huh. Uh, people say it's a boring city, but actually it's quite the center of it's quite beautiful Mm. he goes on to say an international design competition was held and the winning design came from the architects walter and marion griffin an american married couple who collaborated on many projects nice to see he's giving shout out to the wife there he says they were also enthusiastic devotees of various esoteric and spiritual movements oh they were witchy witchy very witchy And their design for the layout of the centre of Canberra has been described as an example of geomancy. I don't even know if I'm saying that. Geomancy, does that mean that if you were to take a helicopter ride above the civic centre, as they call it, civic, um, Civic. would you see a pentagram? (laughs) Perhaps. <laughs> with flames coming out of a devil. That's time. why weird things happen around there. I had a man um, expose himself to me in a public toilet around there when I was about 16. Oh, lucky That'll you. be the geomancy. That's the geomancy. It wasn't lucky, no, by the way. It was no. quite shocking. And a policeman had to drive me home. <laughs> you were in tears. I was very upset. Do you know what? My mum got flashed. Jen. Did she? Jen got flashed. What did she, she do? Did get, she said she was a little girl. She was oh. in a bank in Sydney. <gasps> and... Very little. She ha- was holding onto her grandmother's hand and she had a doll back in the day with a porcelain face. I'm already so horrified you know, that she has yes. seen a penis at that age. Yes, terrifying. And she said, and that's it's, not a her classer. it's a classic. It's a classic. No. Obviously, that's okay. Ew. Ew. Well, like, I don't want to know what went on in your family. My son is always naked. <laughs> yeah. Not the older one. He's yes, never naked. I, no. Well, he's too old for that now. Yeah. Um, But yes, so she was in a bank in Sydney and classic like flasher, you know, flasher dude in a Mac, opened up his Mac, flashed Jen. She panicked, dropped the porcelain doll, head smashed everywhere. And she said it was her favorite doll. And to this day, (gasps) she was, she's still very upset by that experience. Oh my God. I know. Scarred her for life. Oh no. That's fucking disgusting. (laughs) Shame on you, old man. It oh. is disgusting. And Granny didn't even see it. 
Jen, I'm Didn't so even, sorry yeah, to hear I know. that. That's and she, devastating. And, and her poor little favourite Dolly smashed to pieces. At that age. Yeah, I know. It's and terrible. she she was too young to, I mean, it, <laughs> to really understand. At least at 16, you'd seen one or two before. <laughs> so anyway, geomancy, moving on from that. Geomancy, geomancy. Well, if anyone, well, I'll just quickly tell people, if you don't know what geomancy is, it's basically when architects choose a, a, a site to put a building on um, that is okay. beneficial. So, you know, got good vibes, basically. And and they can use divining rods to Ley like, lines. discover which places are best, whatnot. Whoa. Ley lines, that's for another okay. episode. Oh, I love a good ley line. He also says that this geomancy may or may not be connected to the fact that Canberra is recognised as having an unusual amount of underground occult activity. Okay. The witches so, that we talked about previously. Uh, the covens. Yes, but... The gothics. The goths. <laughs> the goths. But I did do a little bit of digging into this, and it's uh, like there is this weird... I mean, you can go down a rabbit hole of, of weird internet like conspiracy theories about Canberra and the un- underground like occult activity that goes on there people saying that there were human sacrifices that were all yeah related to um the the masons i was nearly gonna say manson <laughs> the masons no the freemasons but um walter griffin was a free man mason freemason so walter <laughs> burley griffin was a freemason a free ma- mason yes and yeah. not a free willy not a <laughs> what did Not you say it was? <laughs> Marilyn Freemason. Oh man, oh it all goes wrong. Oh, Freemasons. There's so I've just listened to a cob a podcast about that. It's really interesting. Maybe we can touch on that on a later, well, spe- a later podcast. Well, speaking of touching, you know what the Touch? the Masons do? That weird little handshake where they they scratch the um your palm. Like, tickling the middle of your palm so i don't know if that's accurate i mean is that a, a thing or is it just speculation because are you a mason who told you someone who's in the masons if they did they were breaking their masonic rule no it's true kids at school would do it and really what it yeah. meant was that if they did that or it's if, a wet willy or something isn't it no that's when they that where you wet your finger and put it in your ear yeah no but this one at school was if a if a guy that you liked Ew did that on your palm it meant that's disgusting he wanted to kiss you but if he licked his lips it meant he wanted to like ew yeah do more anyway i'd be running away from anyone fiddling with my palm and licking their lips i I don't like the word fiddle anyway um (laughs) back to this story so and and canberra so also part of this like masonic um symbolism is the new parliament house because it's got that Uh big triangle on the top with the flag coming out and yeah. they apparently have you heard of the Illuminati meant to be like yes. secret society rules of yes, world? Yes, I know all about the Illu- Illuminati because that was also in my podcast I was listening to uh, called Conspiracy Theories on <laughs> par, per cast. I can't remember. Um, yeah, the Illuminati are the top thirteen people who are supposed to be controlling the world, like the Richies, like Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and things. But they were actually another type of group like the Masons who wanted to infiltrate the Masons back in the 30s and they've dissipated. They're no well, longer Well, guess where around. the supposed headquarters of the Illuminati is? Canberra. Canberra! Parliament House. Really? Because... Really? So that's where they all fly into, is it? All the uh, top 13 heads. I mean, it's all... It's of all course. conspiracy theory, but I have to say. 
some things do lead to some facts are accurate. Like, you know, some of the families do own swathes of military whatever or the bankers do control like the Rothschilds own banks and they did own the Bank of England for a long time and whatnot but see, I don't know enough well, about I don't know anything say I don't really know anything more than there apparently Canberra is the HQ of the Illuminati based on this based on the ge- oh. the geometry of the the city built by Walter Burley Griffin and his wife and Parliament House mm. with this um with this triangle on the top so yeah, it's very, very okay. interesting. I'm sure people who are interested can look that up. I don't have time. Anyway, so Illuminati aside, let's get back to Ben's little Dying tale to of hear. apparitions. <laughs> he says here, anyway, in the summer of 1991, one of my closest friends was a guy called Damien. Oh, we were, what? We were, what? Damien? That keeps oh popping up. Oh, my God. Up. Damien Omen! Your brother, his middle name (gasps) is Damien. It's too many Damien's for one week, I'm afraid. What's going on? Hang on, did I tell you what happened after we recorded the Exorcist uh, episode? No. Well, I went upstairs after after (laughs) I edited that episode. I went upstairs, it was the evening time. I went into my bathroom and as I left the bathroom, two beauty products flung themselves from my shelves onto the floor they didn't break thank god because they're expensive so i just thought nothing of it i thought oh that's odd pick them up put them back and i thought nothing of it but i was still feeling a little bit spooky from the earlier podcast then as i was about to get into bed i've got these wine boxes that my husband has mounted to the wall very secure wooden boxes um never never dodgy before they're holding some books next to my bed as i turned away from it to do something it collapsed and all the books fell to the floor. <gasps> oh my God. I did feel a little bit scared. Yeah, that's that's a sign. That's a sign uh, that you need some know. extra beauty products. <laughs> that's a sign more. not to put my books in a suspended shelf above my head. Because it could have been much worse. <laughs> could have been much worse. But did I tell you what happened? No. Do you know how I mentioned I went skiing yesterday? Yeah. So we, Andreas and I were in bed and... Lucky you. It, <laughs> sleeping I'm all day lucky. skiing yeah i know fancy bitch um so it was early in the morning and i i was half awake half asleep and i heard him get out of bed and i heard the floorboards creak and then i heard him say it's raining and i, <laughs> I was like drama queen i was like what and i yelled it out He's lying right next to me, sound asleep. Oh, my gosh. Did not get up, did not leave the bed, and the floorboards never creak. Well, and that's I heard very it. similar to the story I told earlier about my little boy next to me. You could see Except it, you could smell it, you could see it, you could hear it. It was yep. there, but then it no wasn't. No tartan legs. No tartan legs. <laughs> <laughs> was he not wearing his checked pajamas that night, Michelle? He doesn't wear pajamas. Oh, God, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> So, yeah, I've been feeling a little spooked as well. Right. So you are special. You are special. (laughs) After all. I just think we've opened a portal. Back to Ben. So in 1991, he and one of his closest friends, Damien. Damien. uh, He says here, we were pretty outdoorsy types. And one of our more unusual regular activities 
were nocturnal rambles along the Murrumbidgee River. Lovely. Yes, Murrumbidgee River that runs outside of Canberra. Anyway. See, I thought you were going to say knock down ginger. What? Knock down what? Knock down ginger. That's the game where you go and knock on someone's door and then you hide. And I don't know if it, I don't know if that's the one where you put a bag of dog poo on their doorstep and set it on fire and then they have to tread on it to put it out and then they get poo on their shoes. I don't think it's that. That's quite cruel, isn't it? I don't think that's knock down ginger. That's just knock down nasty. Knock down straight up nasty. Straight up nasty. No. Well, I mean, I used to do a similar thing with my sister. So my sister's Steph <laughs> and our friend Casey, we used to, we just wanted to get money for lollies. So we, I'm sure we just got like a little flora margarine tub or something. And we would go and knock on people's doors and we would sing this song. We are the Church of Christ. And we would <laughs> ask people for money and people gave us money. Oh my God. They probably felt sorry for you. I know. Three raggedy children. <laughs> Singing about a badly timed song or tuneless song. Do you know what? There were no other words. It was just... Just, we are the Church of Christ. We are the Church of Christ. Yeah. I mean, we stole some pamphlets and we're like... It was ridiculous. Anyway, we did get lollies. We got money for lollies. ingenuity, definitely. Murrumbidgee River. Uh, Ben says here, We used to go down into the river valley about 30 kilometres out of town on nights with a full moon. And just do a bit of exploratory hiking. It didn't seem at all weird to me at the time. Fine. Fine. So one night we it went. Seems all right. Not it weird. Seems all right. Why do you think that that's weird? That's a nice thing to do. Except, I think it would be a bit scary because I find the bush quite scary. <laughs> My bush is scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I do find the bush the outback any any yes. kind of remote place i mean come on we are from the land of um blank state killer so i'm not surprised we're a little scared yeah. by the bush but um what's that film with john jarrett what was that film that was based black rock. on no no not black is it black rock no no it's something else it's the one that's based on malat what's it called bush not bush pig what's it called <laughs> not called that Bush, uh, bush Tucker bush. Man. No, it's not called the Bush Tucker Man. It's the one, something Creek, Wolf Creek. Oh, oh I wish I'd yeah. never seen that. No, I can't unsee that. No, yeah. not good, not good. Well, no, so so Ben, Ben and Damien Omen would, uh, no, Ben and Damien uh, would go out. And he says here, so one night we went for one of our moonwalks down there. Moonwalking. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> they're so they're not walk. just they're not just you know having a tranquil walk they're just practicing their dance moves for the friday night social <laughs> with a white glove and bubbles the chimp um so he says here uh we went for one of our moonwalk <laughs> moonwalking uh down there and it was a really spectacular night warm and bright and incredibly still we parked damien's car at the dead end of a rural dirt road and hike Dead the last end. few kilometres. I know. I mean, already they're asking for it whenever <laughs> And they hiked the last few kilometres into the river valley. On the way down, we came across a newborn lamb sitting beside the little goat track we were following and we stopped to look at it for a while. It was bleating away for its mother, but we couldn't see any other sheep around no. and we were concerned for its welfare. But oh my the, God. I know, poor little lammy. 
Um, but in the end, we decided that we'd probably frightened its mother away as we were approaching and we should just leave it in peace. So they and left it there for the for the wolves, the dingoes. <laughs> and then dingo. Nice. Oh, dingo that stole my lamb. poor lamb is now dead. <laughs> well, not on his conscience. Okay. Uh, he says here, but for the rest of the walk down into the valley and for the first hour of our hike along the river, we were really subdued, hardly spoke a word, not in a disturbed way, but in a kind of mindlessly peaceful way. They're zen. They're totally zen. Totally zen. I mean, they've been moonwalking, wouldn't you be? Had they been smoking pot? No. Uh, you can't You can't say that about Sorry, Ben. ben. Jeez, I mean, how old is he? 19 at the time. I don't know. He's okay. baby. Baby Ben. So after an hour or so of walking in silence, we both suddenly stopped walking and squatted down on our heels in the sand about 10 or 20 meters from the water. Mm-hmm. We squatted there in silence for a few minutes. I don't know why what? they're squatting. Why are they squatting? No idea. No idea. Uh, we, weird. We squatted there in silence for a few minutes. Well, your I thighs would be killing you after a few minutes. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, but maybe he did squats. Maybe he did squats as a kid. I don't know. Well, they were you just know, what, squatting. Were they touching the ground? Were they looking? Did they not want to get their bums wet? No, but you know, you know, and like you always see pictures of like old, old Aussie outback dudes with a with a bit of with, straw in their mouths and and, and then the a hat with the forks. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, all of that. And they're just squatting, squatting. So I reckon he was squatting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we we squatted there in silence for a few minutes, just kind of looking around at the landscape when I noticed something on the ground between Damien's feet. It appeared to be a ball of luminescent orange gas about the size of a grapefruit. It also appeared to be some kind of animal. What? Yeah. He's lit a fart with his big oh, mitre. <laughs> that, that's not going to be an animal. That's going to be... <laughs> um, he says here, even though it was gaseous and its form was kind of shifting... I could see it had a fox-like face with eyes and ears and a short muzzle and skinny cat-like legs. More legs. More legs. What? Hang on. What Legs. Well, you've right. been talking about legs. My story Here, about legs, yeah. Cat-like legs. It appeared to be occasionally revolving on its axis. Oh, my God. That's mental. That's a little bit exorcist spinning head. His, are you sure he wasn't picking mushrooms that night? <laughs> Never say never. Um, He says here, the impression I had was like a cat when it turns circles on the spot when it's preparing to lie down. Mm -hmm. Now, at this point, I should remark that this was not an act of interpretation, like seeing a face in a cloud. It was a concrete perception which didn't require any translation. When you look at a chair, you don't expend any mental effort to interpret it as a chair. I had no imaginative impulse to see an animal. I was just looking at an animal very clearly and directly at a distance of less than a meter. Okay, so that's pretty bloody close. Very close. Yes. I don't Did his friend not feel like a bit of warmth under his butthole at that point? <laughs> it's like, "Oh, that's warm." Well, I don't know if the orange gas hat was like a little hot hot pocket under there, but <laughs> <laughs> So he says here, One of the most unusual things about the situation was my lack of reaction to it. I looked Uh directly at this thing for long enough to form a totally concrete impression of a small furry animal made of orange gas. And then I just looked away and kept surveying the surroundings. My mind was kind of blank. I had this extraordinary stillness and peaceful observation. 
Wow. So after a minute, I looked back at the thing and confirmed my impression of what it was. And I said quietly to Damien, there's something underneath you. And he replied, yeah, Fuck. it's orange. My God, if somebody had said that to me, I'd be like, what? I, I wouldn't be squatting. I'd be leaping through the air, <laughs> screeching and running back to the car to my dead end. Well, I'd be thinking, is it a fucking snake? Because if it's a I snake, know. I'm getting the fuck out what of here. The Ah, I mean, yeah, no, thank you. You know, the last thing I'm expecting is a ball of orange gas in no. the bush at night. So, but you're saying that Damien was aware of the orange, something orange beneath him. Yes, because oh God, Ben says here. Be no, Ben says here. There's something underneath you, and Damien replies, "Yeah, it's orange." Bloody hell! Then he says, "Then after a long pause, he added, it doesn't feel threatening at all.'" So there was a long pause. They're both just basically just dealing with this thing being there. They're not scared. No, I don't think they're scared because he, Damien's obviously saying it doesn't feel threatening at all, which, you know, he, he keeps, I mean, through this whole story, he's saying it, everything's very peaceful, it's tranquil, you know. So I don't think that it's an, uh, an ominous presence. I don't think that mm. it's an evil, spooky kind of feeling. So mm. then he says... Uh, the next strange thing is that we both stopped paying any attention to it. We squatted there for another minute or so, just looking everywhere except at this thing. And then on it hurts some... my thighs thinking about it. <laughs> oh, man, I've got to do some squats. Um, and he says, then on some unspoken cue, we both stood up and walked away. We completed our hike, went back to the car and went home. And we didn't even mention what we had seen, not even to each other, for some time. I think it was a couple of weeks later that I brought it up briefly and privately with him and we agreed on what we'd both seen and that it was something totally inexplicable and somehow very personally important. But the conversation stopped there. We haven't discussed it since. That's interesting. Until now, because Damien's going to hear it. Oh, Maybe Damien, not. get in touch with your version. Um, that, that whole zen-like floating through the bush seeing animals, seeing a real animal, then seeing a fake animal. It reminds me very much of Picnic at Hanging Rock. I was Rock. just about to say Picnic at Hanging Rock. That Where floating. they're like floating around, Miranda. <laughs> and I think that, you know, because that was a very sacred place to the Australian, first Australians, yes. Aboriginals, if whatever you would like to call the... Traditional indigenous, owners. indigenous population of Australia. Exactly, and there's a lot of a lot of spiritual places that mean a lot to that to those people. And I'm wondering if maybe they they had stumbled across something like that. Well, maybe. Or is it just a phosphorus poof that they? Or he does say I didn't make it up in my head. Like I didn't look at it and think that orange gas looks like a fox. Well, he actually saw a fox. Well, he says here. Uh, but there's no indigenous foxes, is there? No, I mean we have dingo dingoes. But we don't have foxes. They don't have spindly legs. No, they don't have cat-like legs. But they do have a little catty face. But he says it was very much a fox. So he goes on to say here that the rationalist explanation for this experience is that what we saw was in fact a pocket of naturally occurring luminous gas and that our imaginations provided the impression that it had an animal form. The phenomena of oxidizing phosphine and methane producing balls of luminescence in, in marsh environments is well documented. Mm. Mm. These gas balls are referred to in British folklore as will-o'-the-wisps. 
a will o' the wisp, a, a girl. Do you remember that's in How Do You Solve a Problem Like Maria? <laughs> Is it really? <laughs> yeah. A will o' the wisp. Okay, that's interesting. So that's what a will of the wisp is. Well, yes, um, you know these. I think in I think traditionally people thought will of the wisps were fireflies or, you know, something else. But this is definitely uh-huh. not a, a group of fireflies making a fox face. Okay. I don't think. No. Then he says here, <laughs> and this is you, a waggish skeptic might say from the position of the thing that it was actually a quiet fart that Damien released <laughs> when he squatted down. <laughs> And lit it for, for showmanship qualities. Well, yes, that's immediately what I thought. I may be a waggish skeptic, Ben. I'm sorry about that. Well, you've got a mind you've that got to, you've got to cover all angles. Oh yeah, <laughs> or you just got scatological mind. Um, he says here, this is a perfectly acceptable explanation for everyone except myself and Damien. Our observations of the animal attributes of this thing were perfectly aligned without any mm. kind of evolving discussion or mutual influence or coaching. And that, except, I think, is important. What? Except what? Okay. Except that Damien couldn't see what it was. He just saw that it was orange. He couldn't see a fox rotating because it would have been impossible for him to see that because he's directly above it. His sphincter was directly <laughs> above it. <laughs> Damien, get in, in touch. Get in touch because this is a raging debate now. I want to yeah. know if you saw it. But so, he says here that that their observations of the animal attributes are perfectly aligned. So Okay, so he they obviously did discuss it and Damien said yes, it was a fox, a fox. rotating. So he says again, <sighs> I guess at this I guess that this is the point in the story where I defiantly say, I know what I saw. Okay. I'll again emphasize that the appearance of a fox-like creature was utterly concrete, not an impression or interpretation. It also remained constant and contained for at least five minutes, which seems mm. unlikely even in still air. I do not claim to understand what I saw, and I've never seen anything even vaguely analogous before or since. It was a small furry animal made of luminous orange gas that for some reason came and sat underneath Damien's ass one night on the banks of the Murrumbidgee River. And that's it. Wow. That's well, Ben's story. That is something. It is but something. I have something to add to that. Go for it. Toxic hallucinations. Do you think it could have been a toxic hallucination? Do you mean drugs? Well, it could be drugs, like I said. And he not once does he point out that he may have had a little something-something before he went (laughs) off on his little moonwalk, as he calls it. Um, But toxic hallucinations. I did some research about, this is for another subject, actually, but it just popped up and I thought, well, this is interesting. Supernatural perceptions can arise from reactions to toxic substances such as carbon monoxide, which we touched on, we will touch on in a later uh, podcast, formaldehyde and pesticide. So what? It has also been suggested that fungal hallucinations caused by toxic mould could stimulate haunting-related perceptions. So you think that maybe there was like some kind of mouldy reed grass or something down in the Murray-Bidgee River? Could be. And he's could just be. I've got here. inhaling it. It could be that. Shane Rogers and his team from Clarkson University in the US observed similarities between paranormal experiences and the hallucinogenic hallucinogenic effects of fungal spores. Now, I know there are mushrooms around there because we used to pick them. Okay. Good. You know, of course you did. Big blue ones. They go blue when you pick them uh, and give you tummy ache and hallucinations. 
This may explain why ghost sightings often occur in older buildings with inadequate ventilation and poor air quality. Well, the notion is not new. Okay. And ex- experts have previously reported a similar effect associated with old books. Yeah, but this is not a, a contained environment. This is out no, in right. nature. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe maybe if there was some kind of weird stagnant water could be. Yeah. Could be. With a bit of mold in there that's Rowan. affecting your mouth. <gasps> blue well, algae. Because there was the story of a oh, blue algae. Yes. Yes, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But... But that's only when you swim in it. Yeah, that's true. Makes you sick. I don't think we should be trying to find rationalist reasons no, to okay. dispel Let's the story. Let's just enjoy the story. I, yeah, you're right. Ben, it's a great story. Ben knew, beautifully written. Was beautifully written. He was always very clever. Um, but he knows what he saw. And yep. I think we just have to take that at at fox face value. So Fox face value, exactly. Well, you know, quite often you know what you saw, right? Yeah. And, you, and there's no explanation for it. And years later you try and maybe put it to the back of your mind or try and think, oh, maybe it was this, maybe it was that. You know, I'm not being a skeptic for, for skeptic's sake. I'm being, I'm trying to look at all angles. Yeah. You know, but a bit like Ben, a fence sitter, not fence sitter. I want, I want to hear these stories and I want to look into what may have caused it. The fact that it could have been fungal spores or mold from fungal spores in the air could be something as well. I mean, that's another interesting Maybe, thing. but but you know that you saw little legs tar- clad in tartan dangling. You I've know seen it. quite a few things, actually. I have seen quite a few things, and we'll go into that in later podcasts. Yes. But um, well, f- often, you know, you, if you can't find an explanation, I don't know. Well, it's real. Jury can be out. Jury can well, be out. Well, I Absolutely. think that for you personally, like, quite frankly, I was shocked that Andres was in the bed yesterday because I swear to you, he spoke to me and he left the bed. I know, I, I know what I yeah. felt. I, it, yeah. So I get it when he says, I know what I saw. I get it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, well, Ben. That's amazing, Ben. Thank you. I got something as well from the Facebook group from a friend called Pandora Portugal. And she grew up in Mexico City. Ooh. And <clears throat> her family's very Catholic. And often, you know, that can that can be quite conducive to seeing apparitions or, you know, they believe in ghosts and things and like I think, that. And I think um, Mexican, is she Mexican? She is, yeah. They've got they've got that whole day of the exactly. dead thing going, on, which is amazing. Exactly. Very in touch with spirits but, um, and ca- lighting candles to spirits, and they have all the, yeah. you know, homage to all that kind of stuff. Anyway, go on. So she grew up in Mexico City. She was about fourteen years old. Uh, she had a very early class to get to, so she got off at six a.m. She um, had to get to her class for seven a.m. I mean, that's just crazy. That's, cruel. that's, that's child abuse for a fourteen-year-old. <laughs> Um, so she left She left the home, she went to the bus stop, there was no one around, and then suddenly she saw this woman in a white veil walking past her, <gasps> and she thought, well, that's odd. Then she went to the bus stop and she, she went to look back and see her. There was nowhere that this woman could be hiding, there was no no uh, trees in the park, there was no... Um, it's Mexico nowhere City, for her to no be. trees. Yeah, <laughs> nowhere to look, for, for to hide for this woman. She couldn't see her anywhere, she thought, that's odd, and it really stayed with her all day long. And when she got home... Uh, she told her mother, and her mother said, well, that'll be the old lady that died yesterday. One of our neighbours died, oh so that'll be her. Oh, the spirit lurking. Yeah. But do you know what? That reminded me of white lady mythology. Uh-huh. Because, I mean, it's... I don't know too much about this. The lady in white. No, it's actually called white lady. White lady. It's this uh. whole thing about white lady. And I think it's just female... Um, 
like ghosts who have had a tragic death in uh-huh. and then they come back as like white lady and i don't know if it's the same because i think white lady is like all in white not just a veil but maybe yeah. there's some kind of connection there pandora pandora if you're listening and you know let us know because i'm interested in okay. white lady because she also when she was a bit older she was visiting a friend in an apartment building with an elevator a lift elevator lift lift elevator lift i don't know lift a lift I was trying to, it's not the it's escalator. It's not, a, no, escalator is the one you walk down. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not, not a travelator. No, no, not a travelator. No. no. Uh, so this, they're in the lift, her and her friend. Yes. And she was aware of, or she saw someone walking down the stairs to get to the lift. And she saw the legs. She saw the little pair of white socks this gentleman was wearing. It was an old man. She knew that from the way he was walking. Sandals and socks, and only old man. Yeah. <laughs> My dad. <laughs> Crocs and socks. So she's waiting for him to get in, holding the door open or whatever. She puts her head out and she can't see him anywhere. And she said to her friend, where's the old guy? And he said, what old guy? She's like, there was a man about to, there was a man coming down the stairs. And he said, no, I, could, I didn't see anyone. <gasps> So again, she's a little bit confused by this. I don't think she's confused. And of course, she saw she she saw it. She saw it. Apparently, the neighbor, old man, died that week. Oh, (gasps) she's in tune. She's she's super in tune. Oh wow! Or was she on drugs? (laughs) (laughs) She was on orange gas. Well, she was told by a wizard later in life because she has another experience which I'm going to bring up another time. Okay. Yeah, she met a wizard and he said that drugs, even just tobacco, will make you more sensitive and are and are used they were used to interact with the dead. Oh man. Things like tobacco and drugs. Yeah. Well Jen must be a superconductor because she loves her facts. Well she's done all the drugs. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, she just loves her fags. That's all. Loves her fags. Good on yeah. her. Is she still smoking? Of course. She had wow. she had cancer and she's uh oh, Jen. she's like I've had cancer I deserve to do what I want oh bless yep. her well that's a good attitude yeah I know well if you've survived cancer and <laughs> well, good on you Jen here's to healthy fagging it ah <laughs> oh, Jen um yes so I also doing this research really more to do with I guess weird phenomena. Um, coming up, yeah. it was, and we did touch on sort of um, uh, Indigenous Australian mythology. All right, yeah. And there was this crazy thing, especially, uh, you know, had Ben had gone down into the bush, um, about min-min lights. Have you heard of this? No. So it's a, a phenomenon where, it mainly out in outback Australia, where these lights are seen. And according to um, Aboriginal folklore, um they're kind of spooky lights. They're not friendly lights and mm. could actually have been like um, ghosts of the elders. And reports, people who have actually seen these, um, many people see them when they're driving. Reports are that you're kind of mesmerized by them. And if you're driving, you suddenly, without really realizing it, you're following these lights. And there's this one account of um, somebody who had seen them and was driving out of the desert and found the lights were dry were dragging them back into the desert oh towards something and danger yes and it took them quite some time before they realized and they're like fuck and they turned the car around and tried to like head back out so i think they're a little bit sinister but you know a lot of people have seen these so i think it is sort of a well-known mm. 
apparition of lights. Okay. Yeah. And then, of course, then of course, there's St. Elmo's fire. St. Elmo's <laughs> fire. Ba, ba, da, ba, ba. I can't remember the rest of the song. Oh, you don't need to. <laughs> Fantastic <gasps> film. Fantastic film. Really shit film. Terrible film I from the 80s. I hated that film. No, it was a terrible film. It was too saucy for me after having seen, you know, what was it, Pretty in Pink and all those great ones and Breakfast Club. Hang on. That was too but saucy. Was that the one where they had sex in the elevator? In St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah. I can't remember the details, but yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, not nice. And I never liked Judd. Judd Nelson. Nelson. No, I... I never liked him. Probably like him now. No, but I don't think so. At the time, because he played the bad boy, didn't he? He did. Has he had a... And I think he was coke sniffing in that one. They had the, gla- the apartment with the gla- glass bricks. I liked that. Maybe. That was nice. I mean, has he had a career since? <laughs> don't. Judd, if you're there, Judd. I'm sorry. He's probably winning awards left, right and centre, <laughs> Michelle, just like our friend Ben. Well, that you say... Ben, he can't, we can't leave him alone because in that movie was the wallflower who in uh, real life, her name's Mayor Winningham, but I think, Mayor, I think it's Mayor, it's Mayor Winningham. Are you sure it's not Mari? No, I think it's Mayor, Mari, Mayor, Mayor. Anyway, she recently played the wife. (gasps) She did. To Ben Mendelsohn. Yes, I love, love that. To Ben Mendelsohn's um, skeptical cop. I thought you said sceptical cock. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Did I not make my P pronounce itself properly? No. Explosions. <laughs> oh, sorry. I meant cop. Sorry, Again, Ben. Again, it sounded wrong. Um. Anyway, he's the patron patron saint of this podcast. He really is, Ben. If you're listening, get in touch. <laughs> get in touch and give Michelle Jack Nicholson's email address if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> Yeah, so there you go. So it's an Elmo's fire, not the movie. Um, What is it? uh, Well, it is um, an apparition of blue flames. That uh, it's a weather phenomenon, and it's not a ball of lightning, but apparently it's plasma. But it you see it, and it looks like flames, and they call it an Elmo's fire. But hang on, where do you see it? Coming out of a stack of something or on the ground or just as up here in the sky? No, people have seen it um, mainly on horizons. So if you're sailing, you'll see these blue flames on the sea. And people, like, well, back, you know, centuries ago, pirates thought that ships were on fire. So they would go towards this St. Uh. Elmo's fire, but actually there was nothing there. So, yeah, oh. there you go. Little aside. Great. Little aside. Thanks, Ben Mendelsohn, <laughs> for that. <laughs> it's all down to you, Ben oh, Mendelsohn. Oh, it is. Um, that's great. Well, what a great, interesting story we've had in from reader, a, re- a reader, a listener <laughs> Hello, today. Reader. Well, who knows if he is a listener. <laughs> ben, the other Ben, I do hope that you do become a listener. Well, yes, and I'm... Even though I have I was sceptical throughout your story, and I'm sorry for that. We're not laughing at you. We're laughing with He's you. He's not even laughing, but... Uh, <laughs> No, but he's, I wanted to say he, even at school, he was a brilliant um, musician and he's still doing fantastic, uh, you know, music and he's just released an album. Ah, can we hear that album? What's it called? Uh, It's called Golden Anniversary by Private Benjamin. You can look it up and if I have room in the show notes, I'll I'll put it, but we don't pay for our subscriptions. That'd be great. We have limited characters, but yes, I will try to do that. Uh, but thank you very much, Ben, for your story. Loved it. Thanks, Ben. And thank you, Pandora, as well, for writing yes, thank in. You, Pandora. Um, 
Yeah, we love to hear stories. And I think now, Michelle, we do have a place where people can get in touch with us. Yeah, we've set up a Facebook page called Eavesdropping Podcast. So look it up on Facebook. Like like it. Share it. Like this podcast. (laughs) Or else. Share it. Subscribe to it. Give us a good review. We need it. We're on on iTunes now. So even... We're on iTunes. you, You can find us. You can give us five stars. Anything less, don't want it. But yes, five stars. And yeah, please, please uh, give us give it a whirl, give it a whirl. And we'd love to hear from you as well. Of course, we would. And especially if you have ideas of things you'd like for us to cover, do our shoddy research. It doesn't have to be supernatural. It can be super random. Or what's the other one? Super, Um, super random, super normal, super normal, super normal, normal. That's wonderful. So, Michelle, are we going to sing a song? Because you know they love a song. (laughs) Let's do a badly unrehearsed. Uh, interpretation of oh my god the magic the magical first line of this oh my god oh my god okay it's like the well, white lady just like the white wing girl.